Hello and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast where I get to interview special guests about their story um, and what resilience means to them. Hi and welcome Tanya Lopez to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. That's okay. It's so great to meet you, e-meet you today. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked into your work. You've done some pretty amazing stuff, so I'm, I'm a bit starstruck, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Let me introduce you properly. So uh, Tanya Lopez is an event strategist and coach for entrepreneurs. As an event strategist and experienced designer, Tanya weaves magic, connection, and beauty into the way that we gather. I'm going to want to learn more about that later. So I love that. Tanya mm-hmm. was the head of events for Mind Valley and creative director for AFEST, which she scaled globally. Oh, that alone is amazing. Mm. Prior to event production, Tanya was a communications and marketing executive for companies like Nike and NBC Universal. And now from high-end masterminds in Bali to spiritual adventure retreats and transformational coaching containers, I can't wait to hear all all about this, by the way, (laughs) Tanya loves to work with heart-centered and impact-driven entrepreneurs to create profitable experiences. She does that by helping her clients build their brands, businesses, and communities. Tanya's mission is to bring more beauty, connection, and expansion into the world through transformational experiences And as a certified coach, she works one-on-one with female entrepreneurs to create an international and soul, sorry, intentional and soul-aligned life and business, merging purpose, profit, and passion. Mm. I'm so glad I found you. Thanks for being here today. Me too. Me too. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to, to dive in with you. Well, thank you. Thank you for the beautiful introduction. So um, how long ago was that that you worked with Mind Valley and AFEST? Uh, I actually won a contest for the world's most awesome job in, two, in 2012, um, 2012, which is when I started to work for them. Um, and that was about six years. And then I left about five years ago now. So yeah, I had a really good around six year chapter with with Mind Valley and AFEST. That would have been an incredible experience. How did you enjoy that? It was amazing. Yeah, it was it was absolutely incredible. I, I really found so much in that role. I felt like I found my my mission and my purpose through transformational events and experiences. Prior to that, I was working in PR. And it was nice and it was glamorous, but it was just, I was missing that deeper sense of purpose and fulfillment. And then I found myself organizing these transformational experiences all around the world that were changing people's lives. And yeah, that was huge for me because it was like, I, for the first time, I really felt a deep knowing in me of like, wow, this is, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. Cool. It's like a progression of the career. That's, that's really, that's, that's amazing. And from what I can hear, you life led you um, led towards you living in Bali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did unexpectedly. <laughs> yes. So you've been there for a couple of years since COVID. Yeah. Uh, and before we dive into all of that, I want to hear about all of that. Um, tell me about coaching containers. Mm. <laughs> what do you want to know? What's a coaching container. I just I love this. I'm like coaching container. I have to ask her about this. And what do you mean by gather? 
in the beauty in the way that we gather by the, yeah by the way we gather meaning um by the way we come together as as humans you know mm-hmm. to um to get together physically you know mm-hmm. and and also people you know especially during covid for a long time we were gathering online you know basically coming together to share our our presence our energy our our space together so whether that's through uh, a live event or uh, a virtual event or a workshop or a retreat or, you know, anything, anything that is actually bringing us together, both energetically and, and physically for me is, is a gathering. Yeah. I love that. That makes so much sense. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's, let's start with at the beginning. Um, you know, my podcast is all about resilience and I'd love to know what does resilience mean to you? Yeah. Resilience for me, um, gosh, I think, I think that's a big question to unpack, but a a few of the things that come to mind for me immediately are getting back up, you know, when, when, when life knocks you down. Um, and I think also this, this sort of like internal anchoring, this self-belief. Yes. And this knowing this inner knowing like this place so deep within you that is almost inaccessible at times that just knows that you're going to be okay. Like no matter what, no matter what life throws at you, finding that part within you that knows that you will be okay. That those for me are like a few of the, the, the immediate things that come to mind. It's exactly how I describe resilience. I really? Wow. It's all, I really believe it's that inner consistent thermostat of consistent Mm. energy within as we navigate change and stress around us. And when we know how to return back to ourselves, which is that inner anchor. So my business is called Ben Like Bamboo, and it's about that anchor of the tree that creates flexibility Mm. in the branches or the bamboo tree that can therefore bend in direct proportion to the end without snapping. And when we I do find that. our inner anchor, we, we know who we are. We know what we stand for. We know what to walk away from. We know what to walk towards. And um, I totally agree. I love that you use that word anchor. And I agree. It's also a part of us that's inaccessible at times. Mm. This is so true. This is so yeah. true. Um, yeah. and, and, and it is that part of ourselves, yeah, that just that knows that we're okay. And when we can tap into that inner wisdom, we make better decisions. We're more solution focused. It's like we can see our life and circumstances from that bird's eye perspective where we feel like things are happening for us, not to us. Coming out of exactly stressful victim mentality that, yeah, that's so great. Oh, thank you for sharing that. So um, tell us about you. Tell us a story or two about um, something you've been through that you've had to overcome. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this before the call and there were, there were two things that came to mind. Um, one was, uh, around five years ago and it was just like, you know, when life just gives you a blow (laughs) and then it gives you like five blows all together and you're just like, wow. Um, so it was, it was probably the hardest part point of, of my life where just, I got dealt a lot of things that felt extremely hard, um, all at once. Uh, so I, I can chat a little bit about that. And, and I think like before that, or mm. yeah, we can see whether to talk about that as well. The other thing that came to mind 
was the more recent one, which was around COVID, you know, and I, I know a lot of people's worlds just got uh, turned upside down with COVID. And for me, um, I was living in Ibiza at the time and I was coming to Bali for the winter to spend the winter here. And I had just sort of recently in the, in the prior six months launched an event production business. And I was planning some really exciting events. I just signed some big uh, clients and then COVID hit and, you know, everything changed. And basically from one week to the next, when things got really serious, um, I lost all of my projects, all of my clients, all of my income from one week, um, you know, contracts, all the contracts just got dissolved. Um, and I couldn't get back to my home in Spain. <laughs> so it's like, and that's where wow. you're in Spain. Yeah, my home, I mean, not, not anymore. Um, okay. But was. I, yeah, I wasn't able to get back home. And I had like a week of, oh my God, do I try to get there? And there were just some like really complicated logistics involved in that. Yeah. And I just decided to finally like surrender. I've been spending a lot of time in Bali over the years. And Bali has always been a really healing, nurturing place that has, has it's just really like been soul food for me. And I just decided I was, I was going to trust, you know, I was going to trust that Bali would be a good place for me to be through the storm or whatever was going to unfold because at that point, like nobody really knew what was happening. Yeah. Um, my friends had ended up packing up my things for me and putting them in, putting in them in a storage unit. And to this day, I still haven't been back to Ibiza to, to my storage unit or to that home, but I basically gave up my lease and gave up that house. Um, and then, yeah, I had to completely pivot my business. And of course I didn't do that right away. It was, it was a week or two of feeling really stressed and worried and what are we going to do? And, you know, my whole prior 10 years of, of work experience was in live event production. And all of a sudden live events weren't happening. Nobody was gathering travel wasn't happening. Um, and that was, yeah, that was a pretty scary thing to, to go through um, yeah, at the moment. Mm-hmm. And again, I know a lot of people went through, went through similar things, you know, where um, their businesses or all kinds of things were, were impacted and affected. So that's my, that's my little COVID, uh, COVID <laughs> chaos wow. story. And was Bali a good decision in the end? Oh my gosh. It was such a good decision. It was okay. such a good decision. You know, like now I've been I had been traveling a lot, um, especially in global event production. I was, I was constantly traveling. I lived out of my suitcase for three years. And there was this part of me that was really yearning to, to be more rooted, to have a home base, but I just couldn't like find that right place. And now I feel so grounded and so rooted here. I have a house that I love that I have a a long-term lease on. I met my partner in Bali uh, two and a half years ago. We now live together. I adopted three fur babies and I'm a kitty mama now. I completely pivoted my business in a way that is so much more sustainable and scalable. Um, And I'm feeling really good at the moment um so, goosebumps. that's a nice like ending of where it's going to lead to oh that's so wonderful yeah. I'm so happy for you that you did find uh your home base and a, and a partner and that's I want to hear about yeah. that story. um tell me the past experience you had in business did the skill set you have before in creating events and building things 
how did you, what skills did you draw on to pivot from having live events to, well, what are you doing now? Tell me, tell me, how did you? Yeah. So it's interesting because what I, when all this happened and I, I felt really scared and worried, one of the things I did was really commit to a morning practice and to like go within and reconnect to myself, you know, like what we were talking about earlier. And, um, one morning I was dancing and all of a sudden I got this, like this download, it was like immediate, like a lightning bolt. And it was clear to me, like, well, what I want to do is I want to package all of my experience that I've had so far in marketing and branding and corporate communications and event production. I want to put all of this together in a way that I can support others and, you know, creating amazing events and experiences and building their business, their brand, their community, um, and, and do it online, do it, do move all of my business to online. Because like I said, I was, I was doing global event production. That was a lot, the constant travel and organizing these really big events. Um, so that's, that's what I then turned my attention to doing of like, okay, how do I package up all of my, you know, 20 years of experience and, um, you know, create a way for people to work with me, a way for me to support them in their life and their business. Um, and that's what I, that's what I set out to do. And so I have a few different offers and a few different ways that I work with people, like the ones that you mentioned in my introduction, um, but I basically parlayed exactly what I was doing. But now, um, so for in the example of events, rather than me organize the events and do the full-scale production and travel all over the world, I consult with other entrepreneurs that are organizing uh, live events in the personal growth space. And I basically support them and everything that I've learned at Mind Valley, you know, growing AFES, scaling it globally, like overseeing millions of dollars in revenue for transformational events. So it was actually pretty, pretty seamless, that transition. I mean, not seamless. The, the skill set transfer was, was seamless. Yeah. The whole idea of moving it to, you know, an online coaching and consulting offer, which I hadn't done before that, you know, that took a little bit more work and I sought out mentors and that yeah. took some time, um, yeah. but I loved it. I actually really enjoyed that, that whole process. And I, I feel like I learned and I, I grew so much. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm super happy with, with how that has, has turned out. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's a really inspiring story. I'm sure a lot of people will be listening to the podcast and, and so many of us have gone through a breakdown of life as we knew it professionally and personally, some people are still struggling and they haven't found that harmony or you know, where it's come full circle, where they've met a new partner or their business has recovered. So hearing your story reminds us that um, it does work out in the end. Mm. And to find that inner anchor so you can tap into your intuition, not just that intellect, which can be quite fear-based, that inner knowing you really know that you are okay and a more heart-connected, intuitive um, process of moving forward in the way that we show up in the world and, and the decisions that we'll make in rebuilding ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Rebuilding, recreating, like we get that opportunity to define what the next chapter is, is going to be and, and what we want to create. It's, yeah. it's funny because I've had a few instances in my life where um, big shifts have happened un, un, unexpectedly and they felt so scary and so terrifying in the moment. And later, I mean, sometimes not till years later, 
you know, they always say hindsight is 2020, but like in retrospect, I could see that as terrible as those things seem to me in the moment, they ended up being blessings and they ended up setting my life in a new trajectory um, that felt like it was something even more aligned for me. Exactly. Um, so we can see it that way with a more flexible mindset. We're not going to miss the lesson. Yeah. And that's exactly um, what I love talking about all the time is, is how can we create that inner anchor within so we can get out of that stress response and feel more present and calm so we can be braver to push ourselves out of our comfort zone to see our hurdles merely as actually life pushing us into a new direction that we actually are ready for. Mm, yeah. and on the other side of that is what we really want but you know it's there's a lot of dragons to slay and scary things to overcome in that new direction yeah and that's that's part of it right like that's that's part of a good movie is those dragons that you have to slay it is those hurdles that you have to overcome and I think that for me is also like a key piece of when shit goes down and feels really hard, it's like, these are the moments that I get to learn and grow. These are the moments that, um, that's what we're here yeah, for I, journey to elevate yeah, yeah. To the level of the game. And it's not yeah. supposed to be easy, but yeah, we're going to find that courage and that bravery. How did you do that? When in those moments where you felt like I have no idea what I'm doing, how did you have faith in yourself that, you know, okay, no, I'm just going to make these steps and, it is going to go in the right direction. How did you find that faith and self-belief within yourself other than so a morning practice from what I'm hearing? What else? Yeah. Um, you know, fortunately for me, um, I had been in this experience a few times before where like the rug got pulled out from under me and each time it became a little bit less scary because I had now started to develop some trust that like, okay, when I leap, the net appears, right? Like the first time it feels so scary and so terrifying. Um, and then things work out and you're like, oh, okay. Like that, that was okay. Um, and then the next time you're going to make that jump, it feels like you have a little bit more of that self-confidence, right? So fortunately for me, fortunately or unfortunately, um, you know, it had happened to me multiple times now where I already had this kind of like inner trust both in myself and in like life or the universe or whatever you want to call it, that things were going to work out. Right. And so reflecting on those times when something appeared to be really hard, really bad, but ended up working out for me and like continuously reminding myself of that was really, really helpful. Um, and I also got help, you know, like I, for the first six months or so, I was trying to create this business on my own and kind of beating my head up against the wall and like not getting the results that I wanted. Um, and, and then I ended up getting support, you know, I got support through friends who had been there. I hired a mentor the first time I ever hired a business coach, which thank God I did. Um, so yeah, I think those were a few, a few of the main things like stay, stick to my morning practice, like remember how much life has worked out for me and like lean on that inner knowing and experience that I've had. Um, and, and get help, get help and support of people that have already walked the path ahead of me and can help me navigate yeah. it. I would say those are a few of the key things. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. So how many from, from start to get go, how many years do you think it took before you started to see results where you re- rebuilt your business? Well, gosh, I'm really proud to say that from 
from the moment that I really went all in, because there was a moment where I was kind of like energetically one foot in one foot out. And then finally, like I hired a business mentor. I did this like ritual with myself of like, okay, I'm ready for the next level. Um, yeah. and I hit six figures within my business in, in just over a year, over That's one amazing. year. Yeah. I'm really proud of that. Um, especially because I was like, you know, doing event consulting and strategy in the middle of a pandemic when events weren't even happening. Um, I mean, I did end up rolling out other offers as well, but, um, yeah, that was a whole other separate, huge lesson for me as well was like, when I finally committed, I call it like energetic commitment, like full energetic commitment, things really moved for me. But before that, when I was kind of like one foot in one foot out, like, I don't know, maybe I need a plan B and, you know, just not really going for it. Um, that's when things just like, weren't really working out for me. Did it, the side, so what I'm hearing is this, the business of you repackaging um, all of your lessons and experience and skills, helping other um, coaches to develop events for themselves is a main part of your business. Did you find that uh, rejigging your events to be virtual was successful as well or not so much? Did you find everybody was Zoomed out because of the pandemic? I did find that people were zoomed out. Um, and part of what I help them with is like, well, how do we innovate on that? How do we make, um, how do we bring some of the magic of live events into virtual events? Yeah. Um, and, and then also like just being really smart in terms of doing some long-term strategic planning for how are you going to bring your events back in a really big way? For example, um, the other thing that I realized was when this went quite well, when I was able to like package up my experience and, and launch it into an online offer and start working with clients all over the world and, you know, make a nice income for myself. I was like, yes. wow, I can, I can help other people do this. If I did this for myself, I can support other people to do this as well. So yeah. I launched an offer called monetize my magic, which basically broke down exactly what I did to package up my skills, strengths, passions, expertise into an online offer and way for people to work with me. And that got a really great response as well, because I felt like a lot of people, they want that, they have that desire, they have the vision for it, and they just don't quite know, like, what yes. does that mean? What are the actual steps to do that? Um, is it possible for me? And um, yeah, I, I really had a lot of fun with helping. It was all women that were drawn to that offer for some reason, maybe like the branding monetize my magic. Um, and it was all women. And I just absolutely loved working with women and helping them make their, yeah. their vision come to life. And I also feel like COVID was a time where, um, it, it led to a lot of introspection, I think with people and a lot of, um, like, what am I doing and what do I want to do? And what do yeah. I want to create? We're all changed. Like this. We've, we've changed. Everyone's yeah. changed. I feel like it was like this line in the sand moment of like, wow, life is crazy. I need to do what I want to do. Yeah. And what is that? So, um, so yeah, that was another thing that I was working on. That was really fun. Now that we're back with um, being able to do live events, are you, are you doing that, that again, or you, you, you're more focused on this new beautiful business that you've created? I I'm, I'm going to stay focused on this. So I will, I might run a few events myself this year, but I'm really loving consulting and mentoring other people in their events and experiences. And I get to have like such a big ripple effect, you know, cause it's not just my events, but I help all clients in their events and 
you know, they're creating global events and, you know, back to my mission that you mentioned at the beginning, like, I think that events and experiences are such powerful ways to bring growth and expansion and love and connection into the world and transformation. And so other people in their events, personal growth, transformational events, yeah, just feels really, really good and really aligned for me right now. So that'll be the focus for now. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Can you tell me what, what was the most difficult part of when it wasn't working out, when things were really difficult, what was, what was your lowest point? Describe that part to me. The lowest point of, of, of this, this chapter in particular, like with the, with business and COVID. Yeah. When, when, when you realized, yeah. When you first started to explain your story and what you went through of um, Yeah. yeah, everything changed in the business and where you first had to just stop and anchor within and start your morning rituals and and you didn't have hope yet of the future and you didn't know how it was going to pan out. What was the hardest part about that for you? Yeah. um, Maybe it was the, the uncertainty. Yeah. You know, just not knowing, like being in that, in the void, like what's going to happen? What am I going to do? Um, and it felt like so much of a bigger void because it wasn't just what's going to happen to me personally. It's like, what's happening in the world right now? Yeah. Um, what is our future going to be like a few months from now or a few years from now? And it was, it was just this feeling of, of really not knowing anything. Yeah. Which also gave gave me this big realization. Cause it's like, I feel like the reality is that we don't ever really know anything like we think we do. Um, But I've been in situations where I thought things were really like stable with a corporate job, for example, and then lost that job from one day to the next as well. So um, that's a really good point you make. So no matter if there's, you know, a crisis going on in the world or whether life's humming on, humming along as normal and it feels like everything's okay. We never really know what's around the corner. So therefore we just don't that inner anchor, the more you're, you can withstand any change that comes your way. And yeah. Can- and I, yeah, absolutely. And I think also like the more that you can get comfortable with that uncertainty, yeah, like the more you can not only be comfortable with it, but like dance with it and embrace it of like, how cool is it that I don't know anything and that anything is possible and anything can happen at any moment. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, that's something I work on personally because I certainly don't always feel like that. Like, woohoo, I don't know what's happening. How fun. <laughs> it's more like, no, I want to know and I want to control things and but I want the outcomes to go the way I want it. Yeah, there are things we can do every day, though, to keep our minds flexible and open to things that scare us. So I, I tell my clients every day, do something that scares you, you know, not mm. just those rituals of elevating your mindset where we can access joy love compassion and resilience and that inner anchor of course but push yourself every day do something that scares you start to do this start at the bottom you know on the bottom thing that usually put the you know the difficult things start with that um there are little things we can do every day to to capture that mindset and yeah helps us to reach our fullest potential no i totally agree uncertainty but i love what you said that we don't ever really know Yeah. Yeah. That was like, I I remember I had this kind of wake up of like, this is so scary. Like, I don't know anything. Then there was this part of me was like, 
yeah, but you never, you never knew anything. <laughs> like you yeah, think so you know, but you have no idea. Yeah, and just be present with whatever's going on today. And that's what we all had to do is we had to just go day by day with what yeah. was, you know, and, and maybe we all needed that wake up call. It's created a lot of transformation in the world, a lot of suffering too, but a lot of welcomed transformation too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where were you born, if not before Spain? Where were you living before that? I was born in New Jersey. I grew up in Florida and I've been living outside of the U.S. for, gosh, over 10 years now. So yeah. I did three three years in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia when I was head of Mind Valley, and then three years out of my suitcase. And then um, and then three years in Ibiza, Spain. Three years seems to be my <laughs> my point. Yeah. Uh, and now and now I'm in Bali. And when I was in the US, I lived in LA, New York, Miami. That's kind of my corporate days were in the the big cities. Awesome. Oh, beautiful. That's that would have been they all would have been uniquely beautiful and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely were their own special chapter. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. And so then what was your turning point? Where, how, how do you remember the day or any sort of moment where you just did all seem to all the pieces started to come together and you leaned in like what, what, what went from the uncertainty of, I really don't know what to do to, okay this is the direction and I've got, I found the power within to, to lean in. Well, a few come to mind. So one was this morning that I was dancing during my, during, during my morning practice where all of a sudden, like I even got a, a, the name for a program. It was so clear. Um, and yeah, that, that was a really big day and a really big moment for me of like, wow, okay, this, this, this is the thing that I want to do. Um, and then, like I said, I kind of, I mean, talk about doing things that were, that, that are a little scary. Like this felt really scary. So I was kind of like one, one foot in one foot out and like dabbling a little bit, but not fully. And then I would say this, the second point was when I was like, I, I think it was about four, four to five months where I was like, really just tr- winging it on my own. And, you know, like nothing was happening. I hadn't made any money. I hadn't signed any clients. And finally I, I hired a, a business mentor And I remember I did this, uh, this like ritual with myself one day where, um, I did some mirror work and I journaled like everything I wanted to let go and everything I wanted to call in. And I just, again, like this sort of line in the sand moment, I'm like, I'm, I'm going all in, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to keep playing small. I'm not going to let fear stop me. I'm not going to be afraid of, you know, putting myself out there and this kind of thing. Um, and, and things really shifted for me from then, you know, it was just this, it sounds almost funny. Like it was like this pep talk that I had with myself, you know, and the universe of like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the next thing. I'm, I'm committed. I want to do this. Um, and I would say that that was also like, those were like the two turning points that I would say come to mind of, of things really shifting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Okay. So can I ask you what's the main thing you learned on your journey? I'm going to ask you for a couple of tips after that, but if there was one main lesson you learned that stands out for you after what you went through, what would that be? Mm. I think um, trust, Mm. like to trust. I love that. 
to trust in myself, to trust that I have the answers within me, to trust that I have the resources I need for the next steps, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like that, to trust that life is working out for me, as you said before, to trust that everything is going to be okay. Just like this quality of trust. And when I'm feeling stressed out, when I'm feeling scared, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, like just coming back to like, remember, remember to trust. Yeah. I would say that's, um, that's a really big one. Good. Good. And then what are three tips that you can share with people today that can help them, you know, to find their inner strength and resilience to, um, to trust? Yeah, I would say one is, um, to explore whatever your own personal practice is to um, cultivate a deeper connection with yourself and with something greater, whatever that means for you. Um, yeah, that for me was a really big thing, especially in feeling in, in times of feeling like lost or confused or whatnot, like coming, coming to my practices that help me to connect with myself, my heart, my soul, my inner knowing. What do you do for your practice? So it depends. I kind of shift in and out of different things, but um, I found dance to be just profound for me. Dance, and I don't even like to call it dance so much as like movement, Um, getting into my body, putting on music, dancing in the morning, first thing before like checking my phone or whatever. For me, it was like a really, really beautiful, profound practice and way of connecting with myself. And then like, I would, I would, weave in a few things after that as well, like maybe five or 10 minutes of meditation, journaling, um, prayer, uh, you know, these kind of things. And, and really just having fun with like exploring, how do I feel today? What does my body want? Um, like now my morning practice, um, these days is like going for really long morning walks first thing in the morning. Um, so it's kind of shifted. And, and I think that's part of the, the fun thing. It's like, you get to explore what makes you feel connected to yourself and to something greater. Those are a few of the things that have worked for me. Yeah. I'm shaking as well. I really love shaking, especially if yeah. I'm feeling angsty or frustrated or, you know, just stuck, yeah. um, shaking for like five, 10 minutes in the morning has been super um, amazing for me. So yeah, your connection to yourself, I would say, yeah. Another thing that for me has been a, a game changer is getting, get, uh, creating a vision for myself, like a life vision for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like what does my life look like at its best? You know, what does my relationship look like? What does my health and fitness look like? What does my business look like? Not only what does it look like, but how does it feel for me? And then again, having fun with that process, you could do like a Pinterest board or a vision board or, you know, whatever to connect with that or to create that. And then to connect with that on a daily basis. I really love Joe Dispenza's morning meditation that kind of walks you through, um, what, what he always says is connect to a vision of the future instead of a memory of the past. So getting clear on that vision, connecting to that bigger vision on a daily basis would be, um, my second thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you said three tips, right? Three tips for when people are need to be resilient and come back to trust. Um, I would say like, remember your power, remember your power, remember how amazing you are. Sometimes I have my clients when we start out, I, I tell them write down a hundred reasons why you're awesome. 
Yeah. Like really a hundred. I'm like, yes, a hundred at least. <laughs> um, because we yeah. have so much mindset stuff come up and we really do have a wealth of experience of life lessons of so many things for us to tap into. And sometimes we just kind of lose sight of that. Um, so I think just like remembering how amazing you are and, and reflecting on that. That's beautiful. I think that's so important. We forget to do that. Um, and you know, how do we expect others to, um, see that greatness in us until we see it ourselves and there's something quite attractive about someone when they own their own power and, you know, it's easier to connect with them, um, the intimacy with their eyes. It's very obvious Mm. when someone has that inner power going on versus someone who's a bit disconnected from that and that, you know they appear with glassed over eyes like no one's really at home Mm. and as opposed to you know looking at someone you can't stop looking at them but you can't work out why it's just that x factor of yeah they just they can hold that space within themselves it's it's actually beautiful yeah yeah I love the way you you described that yeah well wow um congratulations on how you've pivoted Mm. your life professionally and personally it's so wonderful to yeah, hear your story and how you can turn your life around. You can achieve your financial and career goals. And by the sounds of it, your you know relationship goals along the way. And when we mm. can find the courage to walk that new path that's presented and when life doesn't go our way, sometimes it's the best thing that's ever happened to mm. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely really cool well all of your links are going to be on the website on the blog you can amazing find tanya's work on tanya lopez.com thank you so much for being with me today tanya thank you thank you so much for having me i really really enjoyed it great my thank pleasure you. thanks for listening to the Ben like bamboo podcast please rate and share the episode with your community or anyone you think may need to hear this episode If you would like any help with maximizing well-being and flexibility in your life personally, you can see me one-on-one at the private practice in Melbourne or on Zoom if you are not local. You can book in or find more info at benlikebamboo.com. If you would like help remotely, I have a resilience program you can do as an online course with six eBooks and videos on mind, body, food, connection, that include resilience and tools that can help you to feel happier and healthier after rebuilding from change, stress, or illness. If you would like help with boosting resilience and wellness in the workplace, you can book in for a free Zoom discovery chat. The Ben Like Bamboo at Work program can be delivered in person or virtually. And if you would like to inquire about Ben Like Bamboo at school, you can find information on all these programs on my website, amandacampbell.com.au. And you can contact me on email, amanda at benlikebamboo.com. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And remember that flexibility builds resilience. And no matter what you are going through, you can overcome it and discover what you are made of. See you at the next session.